0: Hello everyone, what is up? Welcome once again to Jay Sironka Podcast Presents Marvellathon. This is where we review and recap Marvel movies based on their historical timeline in the MCU. This is Marvellathon number 3. You can listen to all the previous episodes. Link is in the description page of this episode. Today, we will talk about The Incredible Hulk, Hulk, which happened at around 2008 to 2012 on the official Marvel timeline. Uh, We have to go with estimates, by the way, because even the official Marvel timeline that they released is not that specific, actually, in terms of dates. And so, by the way, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, because we're really going to... Review we're going to critique we're going to analyze this movie We're also going to have the all-important Jace ratings later towards the end. This is my score for for My overall score for Incredible Hulk and we of course compare that score to the scores given by Rotten Tomatoes IMDB and Metacritic and also we're gonna talk about financials the all the all exciting financials how much is the budget of this movie of this movie compared to its box office earnings so let's do it let's let's dive right in before we start please do support my podcast Give us a 5-star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Also, the best way you can support us is please, please give us a direct donation via PayPal. This will be a very big help for us. Any amount would do. The PayPal donate link is in the description page of this episode. And so, now we're going to go to Incredible Hulk. Technically, this is a sequel to the Hulk movie from 2003 But as as you know, as you may know, that was largely hated by both the fans and the critics By the way, I hate it too. I think it's one of the worst movies I have ever watched in my lifetime uh, When Avengers Infinity War and the Endgame was in cinemas, And everyone was uh, re-watching the the MCU movies. I actually made the mistake of watching uh, that Hulk movie from 2003. Uh, For the first time, I watched it because I thought it was part of the MCU. I mean, even Marvel did not include it in the MCU timeline. That's how bad it is. Uh, If you are a diehard Marvel fan... I'm actually not in that level yet and uh you're such a diehard Marvel fan and you do not like DC movies. Well, guess what? Hulk from 2003 was way worse than than any of the DC movies that that they released. It's also way worse than the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 which is another movie panned by both fans and critics. Uh <laughs> This is almost like an a nuclear-level, ultra-toxic caution warning coming from me to all of you, my listeners. Don't bother watching it. Uh, don't bother bother watching Hulk from 2003. It will not uh, give any value to your life. Um, if I'm going to give that movie js ratings, it's probably 23%, something like that. However, The Incredible Hulk... This movie that we are talking about today is a different story. This is a, a good movie. Even if it is a continuation of the awful 2003 Hulk, this one is actually a, a good movie, you know. The, the Hulk character, the, the Hulk character itself, in essence, is a tragic story. He is a sympathetic monster. He is a regular human being who does not have control over himself, uh, especially once the the Hulk inside him takes over. It's, it's basically classic Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Hulk is, of course, a failed super soldier experiment. Um, in contrast to Captain America, who is a successful super soldier experiment, Bruce, unlike Captain America, Bruce Banner does not want many... Of the things that the Incredible Hulk does especially those that involve destruction and hurting people in a rare tragic line in the first Avengers movie Bruce said that there was a point in time that he wanted to to end his life uh, he shot himself in the mouth but Hulk just uh, s- spit out the bullet uh, so he, I mean he can't even kill himself that's how that's basically the condition of Bruce Banner on top of that he is of course a danger to the world and the government is hunting him this means that they really needed a great actor to play the Bruce Banner role someone who can portray both anger and sympathy um, of course, the, the, the main actor of this movie, Edward Norton, on paper, Edward Norton was a great choice, especially with the success of the Iron Man franchise. Marvel, know, at this point in time, this movie was, I believe it was released 2008 as well, uh, same year as, as Iron Man. Marvel knows that A-list, A-list actors like Robert Downey Jr. can be a successful lead, lead actor for superhero movies. The problem with Edward Norton is that he is a great actor who is very very cool and very confident those are not negative qualities of course but it does not elicit much sympathy from the audience I think that what you are looking for in a Bruce banner is um, an actor someone with quiet intensity acting obviously the current Hulk uh, Mark Ruffalo uh, he was casted well. He is a great, incredible Hulk for me. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is a great actor with quiet intensity. He is not hotshot cool. Uh, obviously, I'm not judging Mark Ruffalo, the, the real person. He might be the coolest person in the world once you get to meet him in real life, but he does not project that, you know, sort of hotshot, super confident um, celebrity that. That Edward Norton sort of projects. So Ed- Edward Nor- Norton not eliciting sympathy for the Bruce Banner role was, uh, I think, an unintended consequence from cast- casting an otherwise very very qualified actor for this role. Um, it unfortunately, of course, affected the entire movie. Other than that, I actually have no other you know criticisms for Incredible Hulk. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> there were two memorable action scenes in this movie one is uh, Hulk versus military it started when they trapped a banner in like a sort of a glass bridge it's it's one of those bridge that connects to building they fired um, smoke bombs uh, inside the bridge which covered which you know covered the inside of the bridge with smoke and of course Bruce Banner is inside is inside that bridge but then uh, the lead actress, uh, the lead actress of this movie, Liv Tyler, Steven Tyler's daughter. Uh, for all you kids out there, she was uh, a big actress in the early two thousands. Here she is, the daughter of the military officer Thunderbolt Ross, who is sort of the one of the main villains. He is chasing Hulk. Uh, he's he's been chasing the Incredible Hulk since since the first movie so the scene is Liv Tyler ran towards Bruce Banner but then she got tackled by a soldier and that triggers it that you know uh, you wouldn't like you wouldn't like him if he's angry and obviously if you see a soldier tackling your girlfriend then you're gonna you're gonna go berserk and that's exactly what happens here Uh, Banner is still trapped in the glass bridge covered in smoke and then we see his arms turn into that classic muscular green arm you know overly large arm and then finally he comes out of the bridge uh, the military shooting and attacking him uh, with guns is it it still affects uh, the Incredible Hulk but it's like a minor convenience it's like um, getting hit by multiple machine guns for the Incredible Hulk is the equivalent of like 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 getting attacked by, by mosquitoes. It's like just wiping his body and wiping his hair all over. Um, I actually love the scene when he pulled out one of the military vehicle engines and then threw it to another vehicle and then that vehicle... Yeah, that the, the vehicle that he threw the engine into, that vehicle slid a couple of mi- meters and then hit another vehicle and then it exploded. Uh, just, just a great action scene. Uh, this is also where we meet the main villain of the movie, Emil Blonsky, the father of uh, Nicky Blonsky. Just kidding. Uh, so Emil Blonsky, the main villain here, he is a soldier. He is played by uh, actor Tim Roth. of course a great actor another great actor he he actually played a a veteran soldier. one of like like he was one of the best soldiers in the country uh during this scene they actually had a pretty great um human versus uh hulk uh mini battle wherein he only used I think it was like an AK-47 he used like an AK-47 and a handgun to attack Hulk and you know um, he was able to hold himself well during during the fight you know he was able to uh, not really match with the Incredible Hulk obviously it's impossible but he was able to hold himself I- in the fight and that's it it made for a great action scene uh, and then of course he was the one who tried to trap Hulk into some vehicles with sound waves. It was running, and then Hulk was chasing him. And then out comes the vehicles, military vehicles with sound waves. And I actually thought the scene would end there because the sound waves was able to, you know, almost knock down, knock down Hulk. He was like, I think he was down on his knees. But then he got somehow got two big metallic plates to serve as his shield. Um, I think I think the metallic plates are actually like the the side of military Vehicles maybe like even parts of it a tank or something like that Eventually, he threw the big plates to destroy the two sandwave vehicles uh, again, I, again, it's great action scenes. He also threw one of the plates to destroy a chopper uh, Another classic action scene the chopper crashed Towards uh, Hulk and Liv Tyler, but of course he was able to hug Liv Tyler and protect her. Fire and explosions, you know, surround surround them. Uh, Officer Ross, the father of of uh, Liv Tyler here, showed true emotions after two movies for the first time as he actually thought that her do- daughter died in that fiery explosion. But of course Hulk uh, was able to save her life. Um, and, and 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 the Incredible Hulk was largely unharmed, despite all that explosions. I think this shows how Hulk can be a force for good, he can definitely save human lives. He's not just a danger to the world like what Ross thinks. Uh, and then after after the action scene, the action scene actually ended with Emil Blonsky. He was sort of still crash-talking Incredible Hulk. Uh, and then he, so Incredible Hulk just kicked him and his ba- body crashed into a, th- a tree. Uh, it's actually quite a violent scene, but it was uh, a little bit comedic. Like, me talking about that, it seems a lot of things happened there in in this action scene. But I promise you, this was only an 8-minute action scene and that's what's so great about it that is what well choreographed action does a lot of things happen in a short period of time more important there is a story in the action and that's what they were able to do here and that and why and why that scene works so well we also see a lot of scenes uh throughout the movie that uh his love interest uh Liv Tyler the, the name of her character is Betty Ross uh, she's the one who's sort of able to calm down Hulk and bring him back into a human form so that means there's also a, sort of a king kong element to hit to his character uh, the, the, the 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 beauty taming the beast something like that the second sort of memorable memorable action scene is the hulk versus the versus abomination um abomination is also emil Blonsky. basically after getting severely injured after getting kicked by the incredible hulk and also i think he was personally insulted when uh, when hulk defeated him which is by the way super unreasonable, right? Like, it's a, this. It's a monster. It's a super soldier, and you're only human. You could be the best military person in the world. You're not gonna defe- defeat a superhuman monster like Incredible Hulk. But anyway, I think, I think he was personally insulted when he was defeated. He was of course also badly injured. Um, he took it personally, and he requested a serum. Uh, similar to Hulk to be injected in his body Uh, the serum turned out to be a bad serum but he still chose to inject it to him um, if my memory serves me correct and of course he became abomination basically this is a monster who has I believe just similar uh, similar Abilities and strengths with the Incredible Hulk. He just looks a lot more. He looks a lot more monstrous He looks very skeletal very zombie like uh, Shades of brown and and dark red like that's how his body looks like However, I will tell you now that the first action scene the one I talked about just a few minutes ago that is definitely way better than this one even if this Hulk versus Abomination is sort of the action scene of the movie it's like the action scene that they were really building up I think even in the trailers um, you know before it's 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 what they are selling you know about this movie it's this is the movie that we're gonna have two behemoths you know Hulk versus Abomination so they really build it up however I think the problem is Hawk and Abomination, um, they have this, you know, similar or maybe even exactly the same abilities. They are basically both overpowered monsters who are stronger than anyone else. They are, however, not particularly skillful, unlike the other Avengers like like Captain America and Thor and, you know, and, and Tony Stark and Iron Man. And the reason they are not skillful is they, they literally do not need skills to fight. They just need to smash. That is the fighting style of Hulk. Uh, hence the tagline Hulk smash. That is also the fighting style of Abomination. Uh, two monsters smashing and crashing to each other does not really make a cool fight scene and that is one of the major things i would say that the core superhero audience is looking for in these movies they are looking for a cool fight scene um i would although i'm not like a a super solid like marvel fan I'm i'm a fan of a lot of genres obviously i'm definitely a big fan of superhero movies and i personally that's personally aside from the character development and the dialogue and you know all that i'm definitely looking for cool action scenes cool fight scenes in this superhero movies and of course they were they will not be able to deliver that here in a hawk versus abomination uh fight on paper it looks good because it's like two monsters clashing together but again once you you execute it Uh, You're going to have to feel out that it's definitely not not that cool uh, to have just (laughs) overpowered monsters clash into each other. I think that the Incredible Hulk is coolest when he is fighting 100,000 aliens, obviously like in the Avengers, when he is fighting the military, and also when he is saving people. I think those are the scenes that they should have focused on with Incredible Hulk. The coolest and most unexpected part of this action scene was apparently the chopper of Liv Tyler and his father crashed. I mean, his father in this movie, so that's uh, Ross. Uh, So, Betty Ross and uh, Thunderbolt Ross's chopper crashed. And then gas is already leaking everywhere. The chopper is, like, really about to explode. I think it's, like one second or like a split second before it explodes but the Incredible Hulk clapped his hands creating a shockwave so strong that it stopped the explosion. It, it, it's kind of a coiny scene but I love it. It's a cool scene. All in all, I actually enjoyed watching this movie. It is not the best of uh, of MCU. It could have been a lot better, but I am actually just happy that it was not a lot worse because, of course, we already saw uh, Hulk in 2003. I saw it, but I really hope you don't see it. So, that was obviously a lot worse than this one. As we know now, in in our current uh, time, Hulk has found his place in the MCU, but I still hope that we get a great. A solo uh, Incredible Hulk movie coming uh, in the next few years I think the new Marvel movies that they have announced so far I don't think there's a solo Hulk movie but yeah I hope we do get that um, in a few years from now I think this movie in particular though uh, some people like it some people don't it's it's not really one of those movies that are universally praised, unlike many of the other MCU films. But I think whether you liked it or not, I think that the post-credit scenes for this movie saved it. There was actually two post-credit scenes. The first one was Bruce Banner. He was doing some meditation, and I think implied it's like it's a very faraway place. Like it's like a place that, you'll it's very hard to find where he is but he is doing some meditation implying he is attempting at some sort of control over his uh, Hulk situation but even that scene ended with you know he was he was looking angry had tightly held fist he had a green eyes and of course he smirked uh, in front of the camera and then we go to the second uh, to the second post-credit scene Ross is drinking multiple shots at a bar, and then a man enters the bar. We actually can't see see him yet. It's like uh, it was like there's like a bright light, and you can't see the face of the man who entered the bar, but we hear his voice, and it is the voice of Tony Stark. Um, he said something like he does not believe in the Super Soldier thing. He also told Ross that we are forming a team and of course ross ross asked uh who's we you know who's we who's who's the we that are forming team and then tony confidently just stared at him awesome that's an awesome uh post credit scene right there before we continue with the financials and the jace ratings once again, please do support my podcast. Give us a 5-star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also, of course, the best way you can support us is please please give us a direct donation via PayPal. This will be a very big help for us. Any amount would do. Our PayPal donate link is in the description page of this episode. So for The Incredible Hulk, this movie had... Um, approximately a budget of uh, 150 million I'm saying af- approximately because like we of course we're not we're not accountants and also we're not like Marvel insiders we don't have the exact numbers but the budget of this movie is roughly 150 million and the box office that they made back is roughly 264 million in any other business if you have a budget of 150 and you made 264 back that's good business you made some money however the movie business is a little bit more complicated movies are usually targeting to at least uh double their budget or even higher um earning triple or quadruple from their budget is the ideal target for many movies especially for big you know hollywood you know summer blockbusters such as this movie they're really looking to triple quadruple and nowadays it's even you know it's even crazier like a lot of these movies are earning billions um, in box office this is because the box office uh, income the box office earnings it does not immediately go back to the to the company to the financiers of this movie Um, a a percentage of course of the box office and this is not even a fixed percentage it really changes uh, it, it changes a lot depending on the contract um, it can be as much as fifty to sixty percent that would go to the cinema houses because of course you're gonna have, you know they' they're the ones showcasing the movie so obviously a percentage of the money goes to the cinema houses and then if we're talking about international box office that is even more complicated because some countries would have tariffs and it, the the tariffs in place would have like they would have the money retain much of the money could be retained back into the country so it's definitely you know the the, the movie business obviously more complicated than we could ever imagine and really the only key for this movies and obviously as of today Marvel is definitely hitting their box office goals it's like they have to make money that is double triple quadruple quadruple from their budget and now we're gonna go to the all-important Jay's ratings this is my overall score for the Incredible hook. Jay's ratings for The Incredible Hulk is 68%. IMDB gave it a score of 6.7 out of 10, which is like, it's like the same ballpark as the score that I gave. Metacritic is, uh, they are always the strict professor who gives low grades. Uh, Metacritic here is also sort of in the same ballpark, but they are the lowest score. They gave a score of... 61. So that's 61 out of 100. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score of 67%. And the the audience, the users of Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a score of 70%. Please follow or subscribe to my podcast for more Marvelathon, for more Marvel movie reviews. Once again, thank you very much for listening. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye. I love you all.